Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's podcast. They are yelling timber because shit it is going down. Mikey is in the studio, mate. It is bloody grim out there everywhere wow. I look. Wow, looking at the markets, what a mess. Yeah, it's <laughs> not good. It is not it good. There's blood on the streets. I had a look at crypto today, around 35,000 New Zealand. Oh, it's, yeah. 20,000 US dollars for one Bitcoin. Oh, my Heartland Bank trading around $1.80. Mm. Even I sold some the other day at $2.04. Oh, probably should have got out at 240. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean it's I mean how do you how do you time this stuff, right? Yeah, I looked at the NZX 50 as a summary on the direct broking website that's now owned by Jardin. Uh everything was red. I looked at the US stock market, everything red, looked at my gold down. Red. Fuck. Yeah, I think this is an un, un like an, a deleveraging, right? Like yeah. Dalio talks about this is um, when I mean we've got the price of everything going up, um, the price of debt going up because interest rates are rising, which means you know companies that have debt are basically getting their margins squashed two ways, mm. <laughs> um, you know, and projected returns start looking a little bit worse, and then people need their cash that's in their Bitcoin because they paint pictures in their mind of what they were going to buy when it was a hundred thousand or whatever. True. And now things are actually starting to cost real money, and they want their money back to protect them because they don't know how long this is going to last. And boom, 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 sell, sell, sell. Yeah, fear as well, right? People are like oh, I don't want to capitulation. Yeah. yeah, starts breeding on itself. Mate, I um, so my. Heartland shares that I've got with mates that we've taken out of bonus bonds, 15 grand. We um, executed a trade into Heartland in there, got in at like $1.27, I think we brought at, and got right up to 250 260 I think at one stage. Basically, we we're like, we doubled our cash, and then we've been getting dividends, we've been reinvesting that, and now we're actually getting really close to what we need the cash for, and that was to go on a stag do to Las Vegas next year and the Kentucky Derby. Now, I am like, lads, I'm waiting for a quote on what this trip's going to cost us. And in that time, it's basically Heartland's gone from $2.30, I think, to fucking $2.04 when I finally pulled the trigger and was like, I like, can't, I've got to stop the bleeding here. <laughs> Who cares what it costs? Like, we're not going to have as much cash. And then at the same time, the US dollar is quite strong, so that trip's looking more expensive. Um, but it's you know one of those things where I'm like, when do you sell... Um, and, and I'm sure many people are thinking about this for their own shares or do they even sell because mm. they're sitting there watching their funds go backwards and I guess the lesson that I said to you the other day was okay I need to just because I don't need the money doesn't mean that I need to be a hero and may, maybe like hold forever mm. um, maybe if I think that something's going to go down or going to continue to go down as I've kind of expected especially over Heartland with interest rates rising and stuff and the market just going the other way Maybe I do just cash it out, keep some cash on the sidelines, and then just get back in at some stage. Mm. Um, but then you get the argument of like, no, it's the time in the market, not you know, you shouldn't be pulling it out. So it's it's very confusing, and I'm sure many people are thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's a hard one to handle, right? Like normally, 
normally uh, retail traders lose. Yeah. Worse than... <laughs> yeah. Because you're playing against algorithms and all sorts of shit. Oh, fuck. It's... it's the system that's been created around this stuff is way better than you and I can be at it. Yeah. Um, I think what's happening at the moment just sh- is, is painting a picture of, um, well, what's happened over the last two years painted a picture of what happens when we print a shitload of money. Inflation um, first happens. Markets sort of predict things, right? Mm. So inflation happened in the, in the markets. We saw stocks inflate, Bitcoin inflate. We saw house prices inflate. Um but the numbers we were getting in terms of CPI were, you know, 1% and we're like, oh. And everyone was starting to say, see, money printing doesn't affect CPI. Yeah. And then now we're starting to get these CPI prints that have come through that what the share market and the housing market and all these things were telling you was coming, basically. Um, it's here and it's deflating in, in asset prices now. Yeah. And people are, I mean, I was, Facebook's down like, Fifty percent, Netflix is down seventy five percent. Like these aren't companies that don't spit out cash, eh? No. So, I yeah. think there's a, a bit to answer for in the macro environment of like what the what the market's saying kind of needs to happen because everything was too hot. Yeah. Um, and now the market's saying, right, we're pulling back, cool it off. Um, I mean, the way that without getting technical, because bonds are fucking boring, but. The way that the bond market's acting, acting is basically saying interest rates need to go up a lot um, and fight this inflation stuff because there's too much of a gap between what you get in a savings account versus the rate of your dollar devaluing effectively. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole lot of mismatch stuff that's going on and I think it's going to be pretty choppy for a while. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, I guess that, you know, I always try and say, okay, why did you buy the stock in the first place? Come back to why you're investing in that in the first place. And I think there's that massive narrative around, <clears throat> excuse me, buy and never sell, buy and hold, you know, buy and hold. It's like, okay, that's very simplistic. But then you hear smart people talking about, okay, it's time to rotate out of certain types of stocks and mm. rotate into other types of stocks. And often when you start to do it, when you start to think about it, you look back and you're like, fuck. I'm way too late to the party or I'm late to the party. As an example, for instance, I started investing in oil when I thought, okay, I think by the looks of everything going on, like oil has to start increasing. And then the Ukraine stuff started happening and I'm like, surely this just keeps going this way. But now people start joining the dots together and they look back and it's like, and same with me, you know, so I won on that one, but it was only a $500 investment. So I've doubled that money. But I shouldn't say only, but you know, like I could say, oh, I made 100% on that, but really, like I've got $500 turned into a thousand. Exactly, yeah. But then I look at, okay, I'm going to start buying some commodities the other day. I look at commodities and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff that you can look at charts for and you're like, how the fuck did I miss this? Yeah, 58% this year. And I'm (laughs) like, uh, what was I, I was just one tracked on oil, checking that every day, didn't think, what else? Or yeah. is there an index for commodities yeah, and stuff? A whole, there's a whole lot of guys out there that knew what was coming and they were ahead of you on it. Yeah, or like Ray Dalio, for instance, you know, I think his fund is 26% ahead for the year. Of course. Yeah. He's been doing it for 50 years. But then all of us retail people, us just low down people that are just... Yeah, we're just providing liquidity to them. Yeah, because we're like, nah, buy and hold, buy and hold. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then the other thing that I always see, mate, is people, whenever I put up shares and stuff going backwards... The narrative from people back to me is like, is they're on a discount. Like it's time to buy. Oh, they've they're cheaper. Mm. And a that's kind of correct because hopefully if they bounce back, then um, you know maybe they will. But I think 
people just expect because something's falling, they've then been taught, oh, the market always goes back up. But that depends, like, yes, statistically, but then how long does that take and yeah, do but, you need that money? I mean, money? a lot of the stuff you see on the internet about, you know, it's on sale, buy the dip, blah, blah, blah. Like, are you reading that company's financials? Or exactly. Yeah, you, that's what I mean. Are, like, are, they, are they loaded up with debt that matures at the end of this year and it's going from 0.25% interest rates to 6 Yeah. And you're working out what that means? Or are they cash rich? And, you know, like there's so many variables when you're doing this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there there is some sort of truth in buying the dip yeah because over time right history shows that you know we'll probably print more money at some point and yeah things will inflate back to normal and the value well the number the numerical value will return to something yeah um, unless they go bankrupt if it's a company that goes bankrupt or something but yeah I mean you've got to be a little bit careful in that scenario I mean right now I'd say there's probably more people panicking about the stuff going down getting out than them being like shit this is on sale let's get in yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I, th- I think people are only just starting to see it, but it has been slowly grinding down for quite a while. Like you look at Fisher and Pike Healthcare, you look at Main Freight, like all these stocks everyone was talking about, uh, Vita, Ryman Healthcare, places where you're like, fuck, everyone's getting older, like surely you need them, and I'm ninth thinking the of, same thing. 9th of November 2021 was when it, it was the, the Pico top of the yeah. S&P 500. And what's interesting is that before then, um, the Federal Reserve, who makes all the money, um, and controls the interest rates in the in the states. Uh, almost up until then, they were saying that inflation was transitory. Mm. And in October, they changed their tune and said, "Oh, this is a little bit stickier than we thought." And then that was the top, pretty much. A month oh later. wow! Yeah, and now they're admitting in America, "Hey, this is a fuck up." Yeah, we got this one wrong. Yeah, yeah, we got it wrong. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, like only just, <laughs> just a year. But what I don't understand, and I heard someone else made this point, so I didn't think of this, but. Like, how did so many people at those institutes, even our reserve bank, like, it's their full-time jobs to study this shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, are they just, like, stuck in a bubble and don't fucking get out and have a look at anything else or talk to anyone? Yeah, I do think there's a difference between, like, there's always been that saying, Wall Street and Main Street, but there's a difference between someone who looks at data on screens and things like that versus walking down the street. Yeah. Um. Like... Yeah, you only had to go to go to open homes in January of 2021 to see what was happening. Pandemonium Holy bubble. fuck. Peak bubble. Like yeah. 80 people visiting an open home, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I put an Instagram post up about this the other day. Like, we all forgot about it because everyone was speculating. Yeah. About why the real reasons are why you'd actually buy a house. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know. She was just greed, really. Yeah. yeah. And, um... That's the that's an overheated economy, yeah. And that's when you're meant to raise rates to, to slow that down, and they and it took a lot longer. I think it, I think rates could have started going up in like, fuck, yeah, start of twenty one, yeah, yeah, maybe end of maybe end of twenty. Um, going back to your like buy the dip convo, mm. um, or that mentality, I guess where it's dangerous is that. If you apply that same thinking to every company, you you will be wrong in some way, shape, or form. To to explain that, let's say uh, you compare a main freight might be hard because of all the logistics challenges, but let's just say a a warehouse, for instance, a business like that where they've got hundreds of thousands of customers and they've got probably hundreds of thousands of products and they're selling to a fucking huge part of the market. 
Now, then compare that to like some high-end beauty type shit. And when the wealth effect starts to go the other way, when people feel less wealthy and they can't afford their beauty treatment as much or their flash haircut or whatever, they start to decide like, nah, you know what, maybe I'm not going to spend that money anymore. But people are just going, oh, their share price has gone down, like just buy the dip, buy the mm. dip, but haven't realised, well, we haven't actually started to feel the hurt from raising interest rates yeah. as much yet because... there's still a bit of a lag to come. Yeah. But then the, the thing that becomes tricky to understand for me is the, the market usually f- prices this shit in and knows it way ahead of what people are thinking, i.e. Sure. commodities, right? Now looking back, fuck, that seems so easy, 58%, but people were doing it buying in January. Um, but, you know, when do you know that the market's got it? Because I don't even really reckon we've got into the real actual slowdown of the New Zealand economy yet. Yeah, nah, and this is, and you don't know, and um, this is why, like, if you go and talk to a specialised financial advisor and they talk about about diversification and things like this, um, and, you know, an all-weather portfolio and all these types of terms, like, they're right. Yeah. Because if, like, part of, Part of making wealth is protecting it as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know there are there are things out there that doing that are doing it. You know, like if you started investing in twenty nineteen and bought a whole lot of commodities and shit, you would have lost like forty percent over the next year. Yeah, but then if if <laughs> if you just had a portion in twenty nineteen and then a portion of growth stocks and every, everything's probably doing what Warren Buffett's doing and cruising around at twelve percent. Yeah, laughing now because everyone's down thirty. <laughs> well, you know, I was buying gold. I moved some of my KiwiSaver into gold because it's like, fuck, I haven't been here before. It seems like we're going to hit into a recessionary type thing. Surely people are going to go after these ulti type things. And I was like, give me some Bitcoin. So I started getting serious about that. Made my first purchase around fourteen thousand New Zealand, or was thinking about it. And then I think I finally got in at twenty one, um, and saw that move so quickly. And I'm like, fuck, I've just missed thirty three percent increase in like a week. And then gold, I'm like, okay, I'll get some of that, figure out how to buy some of that. Cool, sign up, do that, move some of my KiwiSaver in there. And it's fucking underwater. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, like, it's weird out there now. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bitcoin being an inflation hedge is an interesting one. I think it was. Yeah. Because it predicted that inflation was coming. So it was do- it was going on its like rampant run when all the people, well, a lot of it was speculation, just like houses. Because mm. number go up, everyone jump in. Um, but the oh idea God. behind it was to was an inflation hedge because everyone, people who are really into Bitcoin saw that the money printing was going to create inflation and they probably bought a whole lot of it in, in 2020 when the world locked down and they turned the printers on and it ran up to, what, 4X or 5X or whatever their money was and they got out and now they're hedged. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you've 5X your cash position in two years, you can sit around with a high inflation rate and be okay for the next... Two, three, four years. Yeah. Because you're, you're hedged against inflation. <laughs> yeah, you've beaten it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess as humans, we always want things to be progressing, right? And we always want to be winning. And that's kind of the danger as well of um, of investing, I think, is that you are always chasing the next high. And I know from gambling studies, for instance, that winning, when you're gambling, your brain sees it or feels the same thing as if you're trying to find the next winner that's why gambling is very addictive but also like a lot of people don't gamble which is cool but and like lotto is not comparable because it's too slow and it's boring and you can't just go back for the instant hit but instant keep you can but um 
you know, I think people have they, they don't gamble. Like I'm not a gambler, but then they've used the share market as gambling, and they're in sharesies, and then they're like, oh yeah, fuck it, maybe I'll sell these today, and then buy them tomorrow, and and all this sort of stuff. Um, but one thing that Muhammad Al Arian said a couple of weeks ago when I was listening to him he's is, man. yeah, fuck, he's smart. If you haven't uh, researched him or don't look him up, then you need to because he's very onto it. And he was saying a couple of weeks ago, might have even been three weeks ago, like now is the time to take some profits off the table. It's okay. Like it's okay to take some profits. And I was sort of like, yeah, I know what he means. That's a really smart idea. But then I'm sitting there going, well, I don't really need the cash. So why am I going to do that? And so then you don't, like you don't do it. Mm. And now I'm watching going, fuck, maybe I should have sold some Heartland, for instance, at $2.15. Yeah, he was basically be saying, be prepared for the sell-off. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's, there's more coming and the Fed is got an inflation problem and they're going to keep raising rates into this. So it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, and there's a long way for rates to, to go, right? And I suppose that's where you've got to, you're almost gambling on how much is the market factored in interest rates increasing mm. and pricing that into future shares. Because like Lister said at his seminar for Craig's the other day, the market's almost six months, like predicting six to 12 months ahead in the future, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. And, you know, they... They price in, but they can reprice too. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, fuck me, there's a lot of moving parts in, in this kind of thing, eh? But I think um, just with the with the buy the dip narrative, just be careful. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you could buy the dip, but you could log back in the next week and realise that you're 30% down. Yeah, what some people don't understand, like something can go up 100% and then it can go down 90% and then it can go down another 90%. That is brutal. That is scary. Yeah. <laughs> so something can start at 100 grand, it can go down 90% down to 10 grand and then it can go down another 90% to a grand. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking so. of going down, mate, uh, Celsius, a, Holy a, shit. a platform where you can stake your crypto. So to give people a very simple context, Say you store your crypto in a type of wallet, whether that's um, well, basically online as such, and then you can move it out of that wallet and give it to Celsius. They then do whatever the fuck they do with it, but they pay you a reward each week. I thought, outstanding, this is a great way for me to make a bit of return on my uh, on my, my crypto that I've got. <laughs> so I've punched some of that over there as a bit of a tester. I'm like, shit, this is pretty cool. Mm. Um, and I, I did find it interesting, almost thought during having it, I was like, this seems a little bit too good to be true when they constantly like, you know, transfer another five thousand dollars of Bitcoin, but it's US as well, so it's quite scary. And I'm like thinking, fuck, who's just like sending so much cash over there? And, and we'll give you an extra five hundred dollars of Bitcoin. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's a guaranteed ten percent gain. Like this is just <laughs> like these guys must be crushing this. This sounds like fucking property New Zealand two thousand and six or something. <laughs> and um, anyway, I've like I've just kind of turned off the. I'm just like yeah, buying and holding for ages for crypto. So I thought, well, at least I'm getting something back from it. But anyway. This week, they've basically written to all of their customers, and I've been lucky enough to get one of their emails. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and it says that uh, you can no longer withdraw your funds. Yep. And I see that's even made our mainstream media here in New Zealand, so uh, I think most people would be like, oh, I've got no idea what they're talking about. But basically, my, my funds are fucking locked up, and uh, potentially I'll, I'll lose the lot. Yeah, well, I was going to say that I'm surprised it made the media, but the, but the truth is, is that... Celsius is probably, I don't have no idea about the numbers, but it's billions of dollars. Yep. I think it was valued at $10 billion, um, which, you know, makes it the size of a New Zealand bank or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big, big thing. And, um, yeah, effectively, they're a, they're a online, easy access. Uh, they marketed almost like a bank where you have a bank account, you get a return. Unbank um, yourself. But, yeah, mm-hmm. but they... Um, they're more like a hedge fund in the way that they lend and and 
basically scrape the the yield off the lending between you, the depositor, and the mm. borrower at the other side. Well, um, and it's and basically it looks like they're they've they're under collateralized for their uh, <laughs> things that they have to pay back. And what's happened is what we call a bank run, and everyone's gone to with with the market crypto bombing basically. Yeah, everyone's gone to withdraw their money and try and turn it back into real dollars. Um, and they can't honour those, so they just froze them. Yeah, wow. Because um, they're worried about being forced from capitulation into liquidation. So um, that's what a bank run is. That like you might I don't know if not many, not many people remember that term, and it hasn't no it hasn't happened for a while, but it does happen. Um, it happened recently in uh, the Ukraine and Russia, right? Yeah, it happened there. It happened in Lebanon. Um, Turkey's been having a bit of it with their inflation and stuff like that. So. Um, the, the like, if you imagine if every person in New Zealand rocked into their bank right now and said, I want to withdraw all my cash. Fucked. The same thing would happen. Mm. We're only guaranteed to get 100k back, right? If a yeah, bank I think that's how, what our... Yeah, we also have bail-in laws, which I don't know the details on, but basically, yeah, governments will sort of basically bail it out, but the cash is worth trash anyway once that happens. So Yeah, I think it's it's going from 50 grand to 100,000. So say your Westpac went under and we all went in to get our cash. Mm. And they said, sorry, frozen all funds, like, you're done. I'm fairly certain that the government will bail you out up to $100,000. Yeah. No good if you're a, a multi-millionaire. Nah. Yeah, okay, I've just worked my my whole life for... Uh, but anyway, hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, interesting one to play out with Celsius. The I guess, um, you know, like I'm an open book. I kind of... You'd give me a heads up on this. You're like, mate, you should probably take your... Account, yeah, um, I saw it money off a while this. ago, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, nah, you know what, man, I can't really be fucked. Like, well, yeah, and... You know, what will happen is once they unfreeze the funds, they're probably going to capitulate a bit more when people stop trusting them. And if it does have, um, if it does end up in, in bankruptcy or insolvency, they'll probably get purchased by another version, of a yeah. bigger, um, more collateralized version of them, and it will carry on. And you'll probably one day get your assets back. <laughs> yeah. But just not tomorrow, mate. <laughs> nah. So I've sort of copped that one um, on the old chin, but that's. You know, I, I guess the, because my girlfriend said to me yesterday, she's like, why are you not crying? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I sort of said, well, I kind of accept when I invest and when I do things, I usually go into it with, okay, what's my worst possible outcome here? Mm. And I almost accept it from the start. And I don't know if that's healthy or if a psychologist would be like, mate, you fucking, you're crook. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, it really helps me be very kind of level or be very sort of, Okay, what is the worst possible? So even like, okay, I go um, skydiving. I'm like, fuck, I could die. This could be this could be the outcome of this is that I could be one of those statistics and we did a bungee and it's like, fuck, you know what? This could be the way I go. Yeah. And I'm not constantly thinking all the time about what my worst possible outcome is. But what I sometimes when I'm scared, I like to go, okay, what is what am I scared of? And I'm like, okay, it's probably the worst possible outcome. And once I just almost figure out okay what is that and then what's my likelihood and I thought with the Celsius thing I was like this is a little bit too good to be true uh, I'll probably pull the cash out before it gets to that but then lazily I was just like nah I'm just going to trust this guy and just uh, see what happens yeah. <laughs> and here I am here I am with my frozen no bitcoin <laughs> yeah with my frozen bitcoin yeah. thinking shit but, but also uh, caveat there I guess I know that I've got other areas in my life where I go okay if I lose that it's not the end of my life it's not the end of my world I need to go back to what actually generated that cash in the first place to allow me to speculate and do that, and that's working hard, and that's working on the weekends, it's putting an extra, and now I'm like, okay, well, fuck, if I end up a little bit further behind, well, 
you know, that's what's going to happen over the next couple of years. I reckon is it's going to go back to like. I mean, I heard you guys on the on the next advisory podcast saying people walking around with those thirty grand asks on pay rises and things are going to be. I think that's all over, right? Eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um, the good times in terms of that kind of stuff is, is parties over, and you've got to go in your dollar and yeah, have a go back to a, a long term view versus oh, next year someone will pay me more, so I'll just run my mouth and do whatever I want. Yeah, well, um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. I guess as well for New Zealand companies that people have been investing in. In 2021 and 2022, there was massive government funding and stimulus, so COVID checks for uh, to help subsidise wages, those types of things. I looked at three sets of accounts that we'd done just to give some of our uh, listeners and followers of Next Advisory a quick insight to that. And the three that I pulled out, I just randomly pulled out three that we've recently done the accounts, and I think it was like 8.5%, 9-point-something percent, and then 22-point-something for a third business of their total sales for 2022 was actually money handed to them via the government. So what we've been saying to clients is, hey, why don't you forecast a year in 2023 that at least has uh, sales that are 8% less for that person, 9.9% less for that one, 22% less for that one. And some people are like, well, no, because the economy is just going to keep going and uh, people are going to be out and about and spending. Nah, growth stopped. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not going to need to do that because I'm not going to have to close down and I'm not going to have stuff that is sick. It's like, yeah, but people are going to be sick financially now, not physically. Yeah. Basically, that that's just like being sucked out, being used up. Um, and, you know, everyone has bigger bills now because everything costs more. The the debt, the interest rates are up and the mortgages cost more. And, you know, they have tight pockets for a bit, aim. Eh? Yeah. Yep. Okay, mate. Well, geez, when to sell, buy the dip. You know, I think, I guess my, some of my lessons have been are, um, you know, if you're investing, it's okay to actually take some profits. I, for an example, I have sold some shares, the Heartland ones, to be able to pay for our trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly, the race day we're going to, they're like, yeah, great, we can sort your tickets. They're uh, from $800 to $15,000 US each. There's three <laughs> of us. Let us know what you would uh, like. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'd like a moment to think about this one. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, but the money has been sold. Like It's been cashed out, and it's just sitting there on the sideline. It's not back in my bank account for me to piss away or do something stupid with it. And... That's kind of almost been a bit of a wake up call for me. Of like, oh, maybe I can, you know, take some profits in mm. some of these times and go. You know what? I just leave it there, and it's just I'm not looking at it, and I'm not thinking, fuck, I need to deploy that. It's just I'm sitting on some cash. Yeah. And then I deploy it again. You know, say I got out of Heartland at two dollars ten. Maybe I buy back in at a dollar eighty and just go. You know what? I'm happy with that, and I just don't yeah, look for. Yeah. Or it. maybe you find another company that you like better. Mm. And you know, times change, and yeah, you know, there's no there's no problem with that for sure. So again, go back to why you're buying investments and you know, for me, often I'm trying to build my passive income and my income outside of my work so then I'm looking for companies like Heartland that pay a dividend. Um, Kiwi Property Group, for instance, they're getting slammed but now their dividend might decrease because they're going to have higher interest rate costs. So go and have a look at some of those uh, shares that actually do pay a good dividend because it'll be nice to actually go, fuck, you know, I know I've taken a hiding my Share balance has gone backwards, but I just got a check for two hundred bucks or one hundred and fifty or whatever. Shit, that's going to mean a lot to you in these tough times when every, you're getting slammed everywhere you look, and you go, "Oh, mean! I just got one hundred fifty bucks turn up. Sweet, that is the power bill covered for the next month or whatever." So, you know, yeah, well, it's probably a good time to stop like speculating and take some of that stuff more seriously, right? Yeah, yeah. Go back to uh, what actually pays a dividend. A dividend, sorry. 
Uh, all right, mate. When to sell? Buy the dip. I mean, there's no there's no right or wrong answers here, right? And everyone's trying to sort of figure it out. What no, they should and be doing. I mean, like Celsius has a fucking crypto token as well, and you can see Bitcoin collapsing next to it, and that's what the contagion happens, and everyone starts shitting them pants, and then people don't even know about Celsius are selling Bitcoin right now. So yeah, just, true. Just watch and and learn from it, and yeah, it'll probably be on the news tonight, mate. And then. The- 500,000 more Kiwis will be like, oh shit, I told you Bitcoin was a fucking scam, eh? you know, and all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, I've, I kind of want to end up owning a, a whole Bitcoin at least. Um, so, you know, maybe this will be the time period over the next little while to actually ensure that I, I can do that. 100%, mate. Yeah. Oh, well, look after yourselves, team, if you are out there investing, I guess as well, you know, don't log in every day and don't constantly look at it if you can't handle it. And if if it yeah, if you're doing that, you've, you've got too much in. Yeah, especially if it fucks with you, you know, and you're you're then becoming unproductive. Like I know that when I used to not have as much coin and I used to care more about the stuff and want it all to win and be right and I'd be constantly checking it and I'd just be like, Wow, I just lost an hour of mental rent of yeah. thinking about this shit. Cash is king until you're out of that headspace. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be able to weather that storm. All right. Buckle in, because I think it's still gonna go down, down, down from here. <laughs>